It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Merry Christmas and welcome back, all of you D-Heads, to another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week, as we continue on with our very Merry Christmas celebration, it is the week of December 19th, 2013, show number 59. And this week, if you are like me, if you're like my family, we have many Christmas traditions. And one of those that is the newest tradition within our family is a little elf that comes to visit and goes back every night to tell Santa whether you've been good or bad. Now, yes, we have elf on the shelf co-author Shonda Bell stopping in here at the show this week, but the show does not end there. Shonda's going to stop in and she's going to talk about a variety of different things about how the idea of the book came about, what's next for Elf on the Shelf, what is it like having the balloon in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and more, including the holiday special. And with that said, with that holiday special, that is something that goes along with Elf on the Shelf, and we have also the voice of the father. Yes, Matt Henson is going to be stopping in as well. The voice of father in an elf story, the Elf on the Shelf holiday special. So we have both of these fantastic guests stopping in here this week to help us celebrate Christmas for show number 59. In addition, the happiness, the fun, the merriment doesn't end there because we have the D team back. That's right, you have many questions and Aaron has answers. And he's going to dip his hand in that virtual mailbag with I Want to Know. We also have Lexi back, our D team member from Down Under, and she's going to give us a little bit more about our very special guests here this week in the Hollywood Walk. And maybe you're one of those people that love multimedia, you love interactive and more, yes, we have Randy back with all the latest in Disney's interactive tablets, media, and more with Disney Multimedia. There is tons of news hot off the D-wire as we are getting ready for the holidays to come about, and there's a lot of great things from the parks, apps, Disney Channel, and more, so all kinds of news hot off the D-wire. So as you can tell, I am excited. I am just giddy for this one because there is a tradition with me and my four kids of having our little elf, yes, Dilly, stopping in every single night and telling Santa whether they've been good or bad. So I'm excited to have Shonda and Matt stopping in here this week. So with all of that said, let's kick off the fun, let's kick off the excitement for the week of December 19th, 2013, show number 59, How Else? You Have to Start by Naming Your Elf. Be right back, all VD heads. Hey girls, what have we got here? Look, it's our very own elf. Read the books to us, Daddy. Pretty, pretty, please. What's that? Another Christmas decoration? No, it's an elf on the shelf. It's our very own elf from the North Pole. Santa sent it to us. What's fun about that? It flies back to the North Pole every night to talk to Santa. If you say so. The first time I come to the place you call home, you quickly must give me a name of my own. So I guess we have to name it before it gets its magic. Okay, let's call it Stinky Pants. Your name's Stinky Pants. Now fly. No, no Mom, don't let his name be Stinky Pants. Taylor, surely we can do better than that. Let's start thinking of some names. There's Hoppy or Kringle. Or Biscuit or Doodle. What about Fiddlesticks? Dazzle McNoodle? Burgle Pop Special. Princess is nice. How about Loser? 
Or what about spice? What about Fisbee or Fruity McNooty? Why don't you just call it Big Stinky Footy? Try Swifty, Tattle, Speedy, or Stealth. Here we go, there we go, naming our elves. There's Clarence, or Skeeter, Angel, or Zippy. Or what about Elfie Guy? What about Chippy? Goalie's a good one, Toodle is cool, Michael is manly. I want you! Bella, or Jesse, Bingo, or Happy. Buddy, or Cuckoo, or Slingo, or Chappy. Silly, or Squeaky, or Chilly, or Nippy. Hey, what do you think about something like Chippy? I like it! I love it! Hooray, don't you know? This special elf now has a name of its own. Forever our family's elf name will be Clever and Cute. Because his name is Chippy! I just said that. The grand prize was... ...dealings with... ...dressed envelope to... ...Davis and Kurt... ...right down... Carol, I... ...I cannot continue being Santa... ...unless I find a Mrs. Claus. Oh. So that's what the whole noodles and pie thing... ...you just needed to find a wife. No. No. Yes. Yes? Yes, I was looking for a wife. No, I didn't figure on falling in love. You love me? This is all happening so fast. Well, there's, there's no pressure. Good. I mean, if I don't get married, I just won't deliver the gifts. And children everywhere will stop believing. The elves will lose their jobs, the North Pole will disappear, and Christmas will be gone. Get down one knee. Hmm? Do it. Now. Say, Carol. Carol. Uh, yeah. You say this is happening all so fast. You say this is happening all so fast. But you've known me your whole life. But you've known me your whole life. When you were little and alone. When you were little and alone. Santa. Santa. I can take it from here. Santa was always there for you. And I will be there for you. As long as you continue to believe in me. I know I'm asking you to leave everything at home. But I can guarantee you that this is worth it. This place. This place is all about magic and love and wonder. And occasionally a thin crust pizza and a movie on a long winter night. You know, Gonzo. What, Rizzo? Well, I gotta tell you, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think this is one of the top ten times of the whole year. Hello? Christmas is the best! Well, it's definitely a top of the time of year, right? Come on, it's the most wonderful time. Of the year With the kids jingle belling And everyone telling you Be of good cheer It's the most Wonderful time Of the year You're so right, you know what else? What? It's the hap, 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 happiest season Of all, huh? huh? And now you're getting yeah. it with those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. It's the hap, 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 happiest season of all. I swear, right There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. It's the most 
a wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time of the Manchego cheese on Cinco de Mayo. But Christmas has roasted chestnuts, tamales, candy cane, taquitos, eggnog, burritos, fruitcake, free holidays, candy yams. And when you're right, you're right. There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time. It's the most wonderful time. It's the most wonderful Figgy pudding? Done. All right. We interrupt this broadcast for a special weather bulletin. The snow continues to fall. All schools, all stores, all roads will be closed until further notice. In other words, we're snowed in. What? Oh, no! Gosh, Mickey, if we're snowed in, how are we supposed to get home to our families? Aw, don't worry, fellas. You've got family right here. All of us. Hmm, I always wanted a duck for a brother. <laughs> Join Mickey Mouse and all your favorite Disney friends in a full-length animated movie. Mickey's Magical Christmas, snowed in at the House of Mouse. Now available on video and Disney DVD. Hey, this is Eric Kramer from Good Luck Charlie, and this is Disney On Demand. I can't believe it. It's Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, Merry Christmas, and welcome back to another fantastic edition of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. As I mentioned, we are full in motion with week three of our very Merry Christmas celebration. And this week, for the week of December 19th, 2013, show number 59, we have all kinds of special fun here this week. As I mentioned, if you are one of those that loves traditions for Christmas, yes, we have the co-author of Elf on the Shelf, a Christmas tradition, Shonda Bell, stopping in here at the show. And she's going to stop in and talk about how she came up with the idea for this fantastic book, The Holiday special, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and more, and what is on the horizon for our favorite little elf that comes to all of our houses throughout the holiday season. And that doesn't end there. No, we also have more. If you love an elf story, the Elf on the Shelf holiday special, we also have Matt Henson, the voice of father, stopping in here at the show. Yes, that great holiday special that brings the Elf on the Shelf to life in your living room as you're watching it on your television and sharing in the magic with your family. And we have Matt Henson stopping in as well. And he's going to talk about voicing father, getting involved with this project, and how his voice 
is going to stand the test of time alongside Rudolph and Frosty as a holiday special. So all of you D-heads, we have all kinds of things on the horizon to D-team more holiday fun. So let's just jump right into news hot off the D-wire. And before I do that, remember to stop by our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com, where you can get our full list of past shows, archives, latest blogs, subscribe, and more right there at our website, DizRadio.com. So all of you D-heads, let's jump right into news. And how about Saving Mr. Banks. Now, Saving Mr. Banks is hitting theaters tomorrow, and everybody is excited to see this fantastic film. You've seen it all over the web. You've seen the news. You've seen the commercials. You've seen everything. So I'm not going to talk too much about it because you've already seen a lot about Saving Mr. Banks, but might I add, I am truly excited for this film for a variety of different reasons. For one of those, just being a fan of Walt Disney, being a fan of Mary Poppins, and also having the pleasure of meeting both Sherman brothers many years ago. So I am excited on a lot of different levels for Saving Mr. Banks. But speaking of Saving Mr. Banks and Mary Poppins, it has officially been announced that Mary Poppins is among 25 U.S. films to be preserved. That's right, just in time for the new movie, Saving Mr. Banks, the 1964 Disney classic starring Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke has been selected for preservation at the Library of Congress so future generations of Americans can see it. That's right, just in time this last Wednesday, the Library of Congress is inducting 25 new films into the National Film Registry to be preserved for their cultural, historical, and cinematic significance. This year's selections include Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction, the Space Race film The Right Stuff, Michael Moore's documentary, Roger and Me, and many others, including the one and only Mary Poppins. Curators said that it was coincidence that they selected Mary Poppins just ahead of its 50th anniversary during the selection process and saving Mr. Banks. As they've put it, it's just a title that everyone has seen and recognized in the musical numbers and just that Julie Andrews and the Shim Shimmerie has become a true part of American culture. Now this year's films chosen span from 1919 all the way through to 2002 and they include Hollywood classics, documentaries, silent films, independent flicks, and experimental pictures. So there's a lot of great ones on the horizon and now Mary Poppins is among the 25 United States films that is being selected and preserved this year. Now pushing right along in Disney news and how about technology and iPad apps? Yes, D Apple has now selected Disney Animated as the iPad app of the year. That's right, the award-winning app from Touch Press and Disney Interactive Disney Animated has now been chosen by Apple as the best iPad app of 2013 worldwide. Yes, in the App Store Best of 2013, celebrating the most remarkable, innovative, and entertaining apps of the year. In a description on the App Store, the editorial team at Apple has commented, the enchanting tour of Disney's animated film vault awes a boundary of interactive characters, models, animated sequences, and an absolutely a spellbinding presentation. Now to date, a remarkable 12 of the Touch Press titles have been selected by Apple as editors choice of app of the week and the app stores worldwide now also in the app store best of 2013 there's a variety of other ones that have been announced including beethoven's ninth symphony barefoot world atlas leonardo da vinci anatomy and more but disney has been selected as part of disney's animated the ipad app for apple's 2013 app of the year now stepping aside from technology and getting back to your roots literally getting back to your roots how about growing with Disney? That's right, Joseph Enterprises, the makers of everybody's favorite from your childhood and now Chia Pet, have two new Chias for the holiday season and the gift giving just in time for Christmas. And first, there is Chia Pet Mickey Mouse with its unique planter and unforgettable mouse ears. That's a great gift for your Disney family. Yes, in true Chia Pet tradition, you have a small pot, your Chia grows, and it has the remarkable 
unending love of Mickey Mouse with his mouse ears that go right on top. Now also for the holiday season, they have the Chia Flower Garden. Now this is one that everybody who loves flowers, especially those little girls on your list, are going to love. And the Chia Flower Garden features the bear that we all love, Winnie the Pooh. Yes, this has a great little planter with Winnie the Pooh on it, so you can reuse it over and over again. Allows you to grow this winter with fragrant paper whites in Pooh Bear's Honey Pot in the comfort of your own home. Now Joseph Enterprises has continued to be the innovator of Chia Pets over time with a lot of great Chia Pets that we all know from Scooby-Doo, SpongeBob, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and more. And now just in time for Christmas, we have the Mickey Mouse, Chia, and the Chia Flower Garden with Winnie the Pooh. If you want to find out more about this, you can always visit Chia.com. That's C-H-I-A.com. Now, continuing on with news and all the things that are, you know, pretty much in the physical realm, let's go to downtown Disney and everybody's favorite thing with Cirque du Soleil. That's right, Lanuba is now celebrating 15 years at the Walt Disney World Resort. I still remember when that thing debuted. That's right, when Mickey Mouse visited the circus this last Wednesday night, he'll join more than 9 million theater goers who have seen Lanuba since its opening 15 years ago at downtown Disney. That's right, as they have mentioned in our industry, you just don't get those kind of figures anymore. More, said company manager Neil Boyd. It is phenomenal. Now, the Montreal based Cirque du Soleil, known for its imaginative, breathtaking circus extravaganzas, opened Lanuba in December of 1998. Now, Mickey's first ever appearance at the special was December 18th anniversary performance in a symbolic and unique partnership between the circus and the Walt Disney World Resort. Now, that is the first time that Mickey Mouse has ever appeared at the event. Now, the steady influx of tourists to Walt Disney World constantly provides new audiences for Lanuba and it continues to help the theater grow. Now, from a business standpoint, Lanuba is unique in several ways. It's the only non-touring Cirque du Soleil show housed in a freestanding custom building where technicians work directly for the circus. Now, congratulations to them on this, and I bet you we can see 15 more years coming out of this fantastic show. Now, pushing right along, let's get into charities, and those are things that we love here at the show, whether that's charities of helping, you know, sick children, adults, you know, anything at all. We love charities, and the Park Ridge goalkeeper, Joey Panay's project to help kids with cancer to go to Walt Disney World has now raised over $4,000. That's right, a high school senior at a school has raised close to $4,000 to help kids with cancer go to the Walt Disney World Resort. Now, this is part of North Jersey, and, you know, it is fantastic that he is doing this as a senior. Now, Joseph Panay, a captain and goalie for the Park Ridge High School boys soccer team, raised money for baking memories for kids, asking people to donate a set amount for each he made. Now the team had the best season in its school history, going 17-7 and and winning the state sectional title. Now he is also interested in pursuing business in college and is ending his senior year with a 131 saves and seven out of his final nine games were shutouts. Now this is an unsung hero story, something you don't hear about in high schools as well. Now Baking Memories for Kids was founded last year in New York and it raised funds to send children with cancer and their families to the Walt Disney World Resort. Now each trip needs about $3,000 to send a child. So Panay's donations will help more than one child and this is just fantastic. Now him and his teammates also helped fill orders by heading to the charity's headquarters to assist in baking over 56 thousand cookies and packing over 700 orders. Now, as they said, it was amazing. It was great because they didn't have to be hands-on, but they went ahead and did it anyways. Congratulations once again for such an outstanding high school senior and helping these children just relive that, that magic and the fun with their families 
who just have the dire of situation. Now, moving aside from, you know, Disney branded items, and how about the newly acquired Disney branded items and Star Wars and Disney announcing Star Wars Attack Squadrons as a free-to-play space dogfighting game. That's right, in addition to licensing the money-printing Star Wars license to experienced external studios, there are many other things on the horizon, and this video game world has been begging for the return of an X-Wing fighter and a TIE fighter. But now Disney has officially announced Star Wars Attack Squadrons as a free-to-play online space combat game where players can customize I iconic Star Wars ships and more with 16-player dogfights enabled in Star Wars locations. Now it's free for all and you can fight for the glory in over 16-player death matches. There's the team dogfight where you can join up with a team and go against other enemy teams. And there's also the base defense, where you can defend your base and coordinate attacks against your enemy's base. Now this is all new. If you love online gaming, definitely check it out. It's free for all, which definitely makes it great. You're not spending a ton of money, and it is fun. So now check it out, Star Wars Attack Squadrons, as a free-to-play space dogfighting game. Now continuing on with other things with Disney and all of our favorite Disney Channel stars and how about Ashley Tisdale who everybody knows from High School Musical. Yes, Ashley Tisdale this last December 16th has released a brand new song called You're Always Here on iTunes. Now this new song is one of the new original songs from her standalone single in remembrance of Ashley's late grandfather. An unspecified percentage of the proceeds and the sale from the tune are going to be donated to the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, once again helping out charities and things that are important which we we do love here at the show. Now you can go ahead and purchase this. Now, you know, we're not one to say go run out by the latest Disney Channel star song or whatnot, but this is a great cause. With a portion of the proceeds going to St. Jude's, it does help. Now in 2004, Tisdale was cast as Disney Channel's Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and rose to prominence in 2006 as part of the High School Musical franchise. Now she went on to sign a solo record deal with Warner Brothers in 2006 and her debut album Headstrong was certified gold that same year. Now her first single was He Said She Said and two years later she released a second studio album called Guilty Pleasure. Now, she has remained a great voice in Disney Channel's three-time Emmy Award-winning series, Phineas and Ferb, as Candace Flynn, and this cartoon continues to be one of the most watched Disney Channel shows, include being an executive producer on a variety of films and television series on ABC Family. So definitely check it out, her newest single, You're Always Here, on iTunes, with a portion going to the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Now, since we are talking about Disney Channel and all that fun stuff, let's talk about Disney XD. Yes, and Mark Brugia is stepping into the role of GM of Disney XD following David Levine's transition to Disney Channel's EMEA earlier this fall. Now, Brugia is going to serve as SVP of Programming. Now, he joined Disney in 2007 and was most recently SVP of International Original Series and Co-Productions at Disney Television Animation. But now he is stepping into the newest role, and he's going to be responsible for fueling Disney XD's growth through the brand-focused leadership and strategic direction for the brand on its 24-hour channel in the United States. Now, this channel continues to grow with great shows that are geared towards boys with Crash and Bernstein, and now coming the Star Wars one as well, including Randy Cunningham, Ninth Grade Ninja. So there's going to be a lot of great things on the horizon, and now Bruja is going to be the GM of Disney XD. And since we're on a Disney Channel uh, note here with Disney Channel stars, how about Dove Cameron landing the lead for Disney's Descendants? Now, we talked about Descendants last week here at the show, how it's going to cover a variety of different things from the Disney villains' children 
coming into a live-action movie. Well, with her hit comedy show, Live and Maddie, the young actress has now been welcomed into the Disney family with quite a reception, and clearly more to come. As Variety has reported, Dove Cameron has recently landed the lead role in the Disney Channel television movie, Descendants. Now, the movie is going to be centered on the villains of previous Disney films, and Cameron is going to be the daughter of Maleficent, my favorite villain, the evil witch of the classic Disney princess film, Sleeping Beauty. Her character is going to lead the group of villain children into trouble with the son of king and queen from Beauty and the Beast. Now production is going to begin this spring with the hope of 2015 release and how fitting as Angelina Jolie's Maleficent is hitting theaters this next summer. So get ready if you love Liv and Maddie as Dove Cameron is going to be the daughter of Maleficent. So D-Heads, with that said, I did mention that news was a little bit light here this week. A lot of Disney Channel news, but news is a little light. The holidays are upon us, and you know, we have a lot of things on the horizon. I am excited here this week because we have the D-Team coming up. You have questions, Aaron has answers. We have Lexi, our D-Team member from Down Under. And let's not forget Randy with Disney Multimedia. And how about our very special guest? I am excited. I am giddy because we have Shonda Bell, co-author of Elf on the Shelf, stopping in here very shortly, and Matt Henson, the voice of father from an elf story, the Elf on the Shelf holiday special, so get ready for that. So before I let you go and I take a break here and release the reins to the D-Team, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand, and remember, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com, and I do want to mention that Diz Radio is officially sponsored by Pixie Vacations, and the agents at Pixie Vacations can help you plan your Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and vacations by Disney and make it the most magical, memorable, and make it the best vacation that you're going to have. Definitely contact all the agents at Pixie Vacations as they're going to help you with that itinerary, booking, planning, and make it the most magical Disney experience of your life. Visit them at PixieVacations.com, the official sponsors of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins. I'm going to have a sip of some eggnog here, and uh, I'm going to release the reins to the D-team. So get ready. We have a slightly different show here this week. Two very special guests stopping in and more. So ho, 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 Merry Christmas. I'm excited. And remember to be good, because your elf is watching. We finally made yeah, it! Man, this, it's amazing! I know! It's wonderful-tastic! I know! It's extravaganza glorious. Tells you what's inside of us. It's a super high, it's the biggest rush extravaganza glorious. I'm speaking for the four of us.
now a Disney On Demand memory. Hey, D-Heads. This is Aaron. I want to share with you a holiday tradition my family and I did this past weekend. Every year we go to Branson, Missouri. We go to Big Cedar on Table Rock Lake, where they decorate the whole resort in white lights and have a great meet and greet with Santa. Then the city of Branson has a giant Christmas light drive through display that makes me jealous. It's huge. You can even tune your radio to a station dedicated to Christmas music that some of the lights dance to. But the best part of the trip is when we go to Silver Dollar City. They have over 4 million Christmas lights and it is truly impressive. They have some great shows and a parade. Our favorite show is Christmas Carol. It's a great one. It was even more magical this year with some snow on the ground. So if you ever have a chance to go, I highly recommend it. Thanks, D-Heads, for all your support and holiday wishes. Hope everyone has a magical day and the Santa is extra good to you. Merry Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, come join your favorite Disney characters here in the Magic Kingdom as we celebrate the season. Get with the spirit. Unwind. Oh, dear. 
Come on, love. Have a heart. No, no, and let me see. Now. This is where I put my foot down. The master has forbidden Christmas. Forbid Christmas? No one can forbid Christmas. He doesn't wish to be reminded of his past, and Christmas is a most painful reminder of it. I, for one, do not wish to torture him. I, for one, think a little Christmas cheer would do him some good. Hi, I'm Robbie Benson, the author of I'm Not Dead Yet, and also The Beast. And you're listening to Disney On Demand. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads. This is Aaron, and I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know. It's hard to believe that Christmas is upon us. I know my TV's been running Christmas movies almost nonstop. Let's reach into that virtual mailbag and see what we have for this week. Our first question comes from Pamela Granick, and she writes, Aaron, happy holidays. I want to make my question Christmas-based for the obvious reason. Since the Muppets are Disney now, and a Muppet Family Christmas, it is on DVD. But on my old VHS, I noticed that there were scenes that are not on the DVD. Were there extended scenes, or were they cut from the release for other reasons? Thank you, and Merry Christmas. A Muppet Family Christmas is a TV special that premiered on December 16, 1987 on ABC. In this one-hour Christmas special, Fozzie and the Muppet Gang show up unexpectedly at Fozzie's mother's. She is forced to cancel her winter vacation plans and entertain them all. Soon the Sesame Street gang comes by as carolers and then Kermit and his nephew Robin discover a fraggle rock hole in the basement. A snowstorm blows in, stranding everyone at the house except for Miss Piggy, who arrives just in time for all the Muppets to celebrate Christmas together. ABC rebroadcasts the special following year on December 2nd, 1988. It was then re-edited and aired on NBC as an episode of The Magical World of Disney on December 24, 1989. This is one of the very few Muppet productions to feature Muppets associated with all four of the major Muppet franchises, The Muppet Show, Sesame Street, Fraggle Rock, and Muppet Babies, who are seen as actual puppets here instead of cartoon counterparts. This special also features an on-screen guest cameo by Jim Henson himself. He can be seen in the kitchen doing dishes towards the end of the special. A Muppet Family Christmas has been released on video in both 1994 and 1998 and on DVD in 2001. However, every commercially available version in the United States and Canada has scenes edited out due to music rights problems. When this special originally debuted on television, the full rights to the songs were only secured for TV. Because the U.S. song rights are different than for other countries, the video release available in Europe does not contain the music edits the North American version suffers from. All video releases derived from the 1989 edit, which contains less incidental music and puts dissolved between scenes that originally faded to and from black for commercial breaks. The 2001 DVD is a shorter cut of the 1989 edit. Here's the scenes that were deleted. The original opening scene, superimposed over a shot of Emily Bear's house, 
the snowman and Fozzie joke and sing the song Stay Ride when hearing Rolf inside playing the piano. The home movie featuring Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Fozzie, Gonzo, and Scooter as babies singing Santa Claus is Coming to Town with baby Rolf playing a toy piano. The Muppets sing Home for the Holidays after Miss Piggy's grand belated arrival, then later Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, and I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day during the final medley. A brief shot of Fozzie Bear and Elmo lighting a Christmas tree, and then Fozzie telling his mother, Emily Bear, that he's too old to have a stocking hung for him, then changes his mind. I did find a complete show available to watch on YouTube, so give it a watch. Our next question comes from Scotty McGrayson of Seattle, Washington. He writes, Diz Radio, I am a fan of the Carousel of Progress. I absolutely love it. Someone once told me that there was another version of it in the 1980s. Being a child born in the 80s, I may have missed this. Can you clue me in? Have a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, D-Team. Well, the Carousel of Progress is a classic and one of my favorites also. Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress is an attraction located at the Magic Kingdom Park at Walt Disney World Resort. Created by both Walt Disney and Wed Enterprises as the prime feature of the General Electric Pavilion for the 1964 New York's World's Fair, the attraction was moved to Tomorrowland at Disneyland Park in Anaheim, California as Carousel of Progress, remaining there from 1967 until 1973. Reopened in its present home in Walt Disney World Resort Magic Kingdom in 1975. The attraction's premise is an exploration of the joys of living through the advent of electricity and other technological advances during the 20th century via a typical American family. To keep up with the times, the attraction has been updated five times. 1967, 1975, 1981, 1985, and 1993, and has had two different theme songs, both written by the Sherman Brothers. The Carousel of Progress holds a record as the longest-running stage show, with the most performances in the history of American theater. It is one of the oldest attractions in the whole Walt Disney World Resort. It is also one of the only attractions at Walt Disney World to have been touched by Walt himself. As far as the 80s remodels, in 1981 the finale was updated to showcase Christmas in the home of the 80s. A new script was written for this scene, but the rest of the show remained the same. The attraction closed briefly so that these changes could be implemented. Then on March 10, 1985, General Electric's contract expired and chose not to renew. The attraction closed shortly thereafter so that all General Electric references could be excluded from the attraction. The GE logo was replaced with a logo that showed a blueprint of the six carousel theaters surrounding the six fixed stages on the signs outside of the attraction and on the silver GE curtain was kept, but a round sign with the blueprint logo and the name Carousel Progress hid the GE logo. The GE logo still exists on several household appliances throughout the attraction, like the refrigerator in Act 3, which features the GE logo and the words General Electric on it. This is one of the remaining logos that can be still seen today. This is an attraction I hope that is around forever, but I'm not opposed to updates. Well, our final question comes from Old Fart Don, and he writes, Happy holidays, Aaron. Great work. Hope this finds you. I have faith the T will get it to you. My question is one 
my wife and I have argued about for a while. She claims that there was a Star Wars Christmas album. I say no, there wasn't. There was only the Star Wars Christmas special. I did a little searching and found some Star Wars songs that seemed Christmas-like. Could it be I'm wrong? Well, sorry Don, but your wife got you on this one. Christmas in the Stars, Star Wars Christmas album is a record album produced in 1980 by RSO Records. It features recordings of Star Wars themed Christmas songs and stories about a droid factory where the robots make toys year-round for S. Claus. Much of the album is sung and narrated by British actor Anthony Daniels, reprising his role as C-3PO from the Star Wars films. Sound designer Ben Burt also provided sound effects for R2-D2 and Chewbacca. There's an interesting fact about this album. It was the first professional recording of John Bon Jovi, credited as John Bon Jovi, his birth name, who sang lead vocals on the song R2-D2, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. His cousin Tony co-produced the album and ran the recording studio at which it was recorded, where John was working sweeping floors at the time. Wow, who would have ever guess that one? The Star Wars Holiday TV special was released in 1978. I'll just say that both of these are interesting and leave it at that. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. And I want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and hope everyone gets to spend time with their loved ones. We'll see you later, D-Heads. Well, everybody, it's Christmas Eve and the tree is trimmed, so it's time for our annual carol sing. Take it, Rolf. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. May the calendar keep ringing. Happy holidays to you. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday, may the merry bells keep ringing, may your every wish come true. Ding dong merrily on high, in heaven the bells are ringing, ding dong verily the sky is riven with angels singing. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day in the morning. And what was in those ships all three on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day? And what was in those ships all three on Christmas Day in the morning? Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen when the snow lay round about. Deep and crisp and even Brightly shone the moon that night Though the frost was cruel When a poor man came in sight Gathering winter fuel The holly and the ivy When they are both full grown Of all the trees that are in the wood The holly bears the crown for the rising of the sun and the running of the deer, the 
Christmas, you can count on me. You'll have snow and mistletoe and presents on the tree. Happy holiday! Happy holiday! Happy holiday! Gather near to us once more, Piggy. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Through the years. We'll be together if the fates allow. Hang a shining star upon the highest bough, and have yourself a merry little Sweet and clear, sing the sad of heart to cheer. Ding dong, ding dong, Christmas bells are ringing. Ding dong, ding dong, Christmas bells are ringing. Caroling, caroling, near and far. Following, following yonder star. Mark you well the song we sing. Glad some tidings now we bring. Christmas bells are ringing. Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet, the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. It's in every.
ALVD heads, Jonathan here from Disney On Demand, and I just want to stop in to give you a little bit more about something that I've really enjoyed reading this past week, and it's WDW Magazine. Yes, the best of Walt Disney World. Now, this is a magazine that is an e-publication, something I love. As all of us are living on our tablets, our iPads, and more, I, for one, am always sitting on my iPad. I take it with me, I do research, I do reading, and I have all kinds of fun on my iPad. And the best of Walt Disney World is WDW Magazine. I've been enjoying the last two issues, and they have a lot of great things from featured stories where each month they take an in-depth look at a current topic. They also have the First Timers Corner for all of you first timers at Walt Disney World where they can tell you what visitors are going to need to know about your first time to this fantastic park. There's also the Best of Walt Disney World with a featured hotel, restaurant, and attractions chosen by their readers of WDW Magazine. Now there's a variety of different things that they have in this publication and I just want to say that I for one think it is fantastic. I only endorse things that I know that I truly love here at the show and you rarely hear me endorse many things things but I do love WDW Magazine. It is fantastic. And coming up for issue three, if you are looking for that perfect Christmas gift, now is the time to give that gift of a subscription to that loved one, that family member, or that Disney fan in your life. Heck, even give it to yourself because they have their upcoming Christmas issue right around the corner. There's also some great new things coming from this publication. And might I add, because it is an e-publication, it's not just reading. One of the features that I do love about WDW Magazine is the fact that you can watch videos in every article. Nothing beats that. You can read it, you can watch the video, all right there in the publication. So definitely check it out at wdwmag.com. And I gotta say, D-heads out there, this is definitely one you want to add to your Christmas list. You truly will love the articles. Definitely check it out. The best in Walt Disney World with interactive articles and more as an e-publication. Just check it out at wdwmag.com. It's a special time for special friends when Christmas comes to the Hundred Acre Wood. But when their letter to Santa goes astray, Winnie the Pooh decides to bring Christmas back to everyone. With this special volume, you'll experience the joy of giving along with your favorite bear. Everyone loves Winnie. And they'll love Disney's Winnie the Pooh and Christmas, too. It's a perfect gift for the holidays. Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. heads. Merry Christmas everyone. I hope Santa and Mickey are good to you this Christmas season. And this is such a special and joyful time of year. So I am incredibly happy to be able to share a little bit of this Disney magic with you all. This week's special guest is the lovely Shonda Bell, who along with her mother and the rest of her family created and produced the much-loved Elf on the Shelf Christmas Storybook, as well as the gorgeous animated film An Elf Story, The Elf on the Shelf. Naturally, this is a story that is Christmas-themed. It's all written in rhyme, 
and cleverly explains how Santa Claus gets to know exactly who is naughty and who is nice. That's something that I've always wondered, so it's fantastic that this week's special guest cleared that up for us. <laughs> so you can see why Shonda Bell is our Christmas special guest. It doesn't really get much more Christmassy than a Christmas elf, now does it? <laughs> now, for some background information. Before the Elf on the Shelf came about, Shonda would work as a secretary in her father's engineering firm, and she would also raise her children. So, you could definitely say that the idea for the story was a Christmas miracle. And family plays a very big role in the life of the Elf and the Shelf, much like it does in both Shonda's life and Christmas in general. So, the elf was a tradition in this week's special guest's family. Shonda remembers that the elf would appear in random places in the weeks before the Christmas holiday to watch over the household, and every night this elf, as the story goes, would report good deeds to Santa. I think that's such a sweet story, and it's wonderful that Shonda's family had such a strong Christmas tradition. And Shonda once said that she just looked at the elf sitting on the Christmas tree and turned to her mother and said, well, we should write a story about this. Shonda was also a budding young writer at the time. So just like that, Shonda and her mother and sister started work on the Elf on the Shelf, A Christmas Tradition. And the story was released in 2005. Now the pair did this under their newly formed publishing company called Creatively Classic Activities and Books. And this was a very busy and exhausting time for the family, as everyone went to book signings and trade shows, and they were self-published. But in the end, it was all worth it, because sharing a magical story is always something special. <laughs> I think Walt would agree. And I also think that it's incredible that today, Shanda's family-run publishing company publishes a variety of books and also creates children's toys too. So the story is produced by a family business outside of Atlanta and is produced alongside a whole range of other fun things for young people and families. Shonda even said that the family takes their orders from Santa himself. <laughs> and that is pretty special, I think. And most importantly, this week's special guest focuses on making special family memories. The basic idea behind the Elf on the Shelf package, that is, the storybook and the plush toy that you get along with that storybook, is that following Thanksgiving, right through to Christmas, the family, with the Elf on the Shelf package, can adopt an elf to watch over them and communicate to Santa. <laughs> I think that's so cute. And the Elf on the Shelf story has achieved great fame across America, as I'm sure most of you D-heads already know. <laughs> Back in 2007, 
the gorgeous Jennifer Garner was photographed with an elf. And then the Today Show even ran a segment that was picked up from a Texas station about the elf on the shelf. More than that, a whole range of celebrities have brought the elf tradition to their families, including the Spice Girls' Scary Spice. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? Perhaps these were Christmas miracles. <laughs> it was after these events that the books started to, well, fly off the shelves. And the story and the little elf package are now available all across the country. And now with over 40 employees, Shanda and her family have been able to create and celebrate with apps, games and even an animated Christmas special on CBS. So it was on the 26th of November 2011 that the Elf on the Shelf aired on CBS in a 30 minute animated TV show called An Elf Story, The Elf on the Shelf. So this is a heartwarming animated version of the storybook. And following this success, this week's special guest's elf even made its first appearance in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Wow, now that is pretty special. And even throughout all of this Christmas success, Shanda's husband remains a high school special education teacher and continues to enjoy that very much. I think that's so wonderful. So, what does the future hold for Shanda and the elf? Well, a special Spanish version of the story, as well as a sequel, are due for release. And in 2010, Shanda's family business also released another successful children's story. This one was called a light in the night. And this story helps children deal with nighttime fears and bedtime worries. So, with over 10,000 stores holding the Elf on the Shelf book, and even more stores in Canada and in the UK, there is definitely no sign of slowing down for this week's special guest. And since 2008, the story has won a range of prizes, including the Book of the Year Award from the Creative Child Awards, the National Best Books Award, and the story even won the Best Toy Award by Learning Express. Wow, that's so fantastic! With all this success, Shanda feels very much blessed. So she makes sure that her and her family always give back to the community that has been so good to them. So this week's special guest partners with and gives back to a number of childhood and literacy organisations. These include the Children's Healthcare for Atlanta and the PATH Project that offers tutoring to underprivileged communities. So thank you Shanda Bell for all of your hard work and commitment in sharing the joy of Christmas.
Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And with the holiday season here, many of us have a variety of traditions. And I myself, as a father of four, has, you know, taken up the tradition once again, as many of you, with Elf on the Shelf. And with us here this week, we have somebody very special. Because if you are one of those that now this little elf has become part of your lives, part of your holiday traditions, we have none other than Shanda Bell with us here, co-author of the book of Elf on the Shelf and many other things that I'm sure we'll dive into. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Hi, Jonathan. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is our pleasure having you on. I mean, Elf on the Shelf, who would have thought that this great little story about a, you know an elf going back to tell Santa if you're good or bad has become such a tradition. And I myself, as a father of four, it is a tradition in our family as well. I guess, uh, you know, you've probably been asked this many times. I guess, what sparked the initial writing of the book and uh, your own family traditions, as we've all heard so far before, is how it came about. Well, uh, when I was a little girl, Santa Claus used to send an elf to our home. And the elf used to watch during the day and report to Santa every night. Um, and in the morning before we woke up, the elf had landed in a different spot in our house. And I have a, a twin sister and a younger brother, and we used to race each other out of bed to try to be the first one to spy the elf. So when I became a mom myself, I was sitting with my mom one day, and I looked up, and our elf from the North Pole was sitting on a shelf. And I said, Mom, we should ask Santa Claus if we could write a book and tell the story of um, the elves that watch and uh, talk to Santa Claus during the holidays. And so uh, we did. We sat down and wrote this story um, about our own personal tradition, our own family experience of the elf visiting from the North Pole. And we couldn't get anybody to publish it. And uh, so uh, we ended up just doing that ourselves. But that is basically how it came about. It was a family tradition, and uh, we were just fortunate enough to be able to work for Santa and tell the story. Well, you know, and, you know, being able to tell that story and that family tradition, I guess all these years later, you know, looking back, as you said, everybody raced down, who could find the elf first? Um, I guess, you know, being able to expand that family tradition, is that something that uh, you're more than excited about to share this tradition so other people could take part in it? Oh, you know, I don't think there's anything better in life than the opportunity or the chance to do something that's meaningful for other people. And so the fact that, you know, um, we get to work for Santa Claus. I have a, have an army of people here who, who all work for Santa. <laughs> there are roughly 60 of us. And, you know, it's our job to make sure that um, people are able to experience this Christmas magic of the elf visiting and, and the belief that is, uh, you know, the Christmas season. So uh, it's just a really special gift to be a part of that. And I think whatever, you, you know, occupation you've been called to, you know, you always hope that whatever you're doing is making a difference. And so uh, it's neat to be a part of something that uh, people are embracing as their own tradition. Well, you know, and, you know, that's good to hear because, like you said, it is one of those things now that is a phenomenon. And I guess when you were writing the book, um, I guess, how many drafts were there? I mean, how many different, uh, were there other storylines or drafts that we're never going to see or even hear about? Uh, you know, I guess, uh, how long did it actually take to write this book? Yeah, we've, I mean, there were hundreds of drafts of this story, um, you know, and neither my mom or myself had ever written a book before, so we really had no idea <laughs> what we were getting into. Um, so there were hundreds of drafts of the story and uh, trying to figure out how to incorporate it and how it should be written. And um, So it probably took us a good, I would say, four months 
uh, of writing the story and crafting the story and um, trying to bring it to life. But even when we were working with the illustrator and, and had decided to self-publish this, like I said, because uh, we just couldn't get anybody to, to publish it for us, uh, we were still tweaking the story. So there were times when there were illustrations that were done and complete for the book, and we knew we had to leave a part of the story in <laughs> because, you know, we had this illustration to go with. Well, you know, and it worked out for you guys because now selling more than 6 million copies, I mean, uh, I remember early on, uh, I believe it was 2007 when we started the tradition, and it was hard to get your hands on one of those books at one point. I mean, it was uh, it was amazing trying to uh, track one down, and uh, was that did that catch you guys off guard at, uh, you know, how quickly it was embraced? Well, yes and no. You know, we never started out with the intention of starting a company by any means, you know. But what I did know was that people would embrace this tradition. I knew how special it was for me growing up. I have two children of my own, and I know how special it is to them. And so I knew how meaningful the tradition could be. But um, trying to get people to understand what this little elven book combination was, or was, you know, about um, was a whole nother ball game, the sales, the marketing, the distribution, all the things that are involved in, in putting out your own product and then running a business. Well, you know, and uh, I guess with that, you know, uh, moving on, moving forward, you know, it has been a, a huge phenomenon. I mean, everything from the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, your own television special. I guess when it came time to do the uh, holiday special, there's nothing more than anybody likes than a new good holiday special, you know, in vein of Fruit, Rudolph and Frosty and all those and now Elf on the Shelf has become one of those holiday specials that everybody loves. Now, uh, when we first sat down and watched it, originally, I was I was leery. I wasn't sure what to expect. But one of the things I truly enjoyed, and I don't know, you'll be able to correct us if this was your intent, was you touched upon everything that could possibly happen, from touching the elf to how does he get his magic back all the way through. Uh, I mean, every little topic that any child could ask, I think you guys have covered. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, uh, we knew uh, our company is really just devoted to creating family moments, to creating little moments of time that a family can spend together and do something special. Um, and and part of that is, you know, watching animated Christmas specials together. You know, you pop your bowl of popcorn, you might make some hot cocoa, you know, and you sit there together. And, and whether it was Rudolph or Frosty or, or any of those great ones, Grinch and Charlie Brown that we all grew up with. And so we kind of knew that the next step for the brand and something that we wanted to be a part of was continuing that tradition of meaningful Christmas specials and something that the whole family could watch together. Um, but it was a challenge, you know, to tell our story because the Elf on the Shelf itself tells you how to implement this tradition. And everybody's tradition is their own. You know, some elves are naughty and crazy and other elves just play hide and seek. So <laughs> it was it was a real challenge to make sure that we could tell the story of, you know, one of Santa's elves um, and make sure that we weren't able to hit, you know, the gamuts of the story, but in a way that didn't isolate anyone's tradition, that everyone's tradition felt as if, you know, that they were watching that through the Elf on the Shelf and Elf story. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing, like you said, where you did try to keep it open for everybody's traditions. And I think you covered a variety of different questions that I know my own children have asked, you know, in there. So it's kind of uh, remember, remember what they show in the movie. Um, so that always helps. And, you know, you said some uh, elves are naughty. I will say that we are one of those that are very true to the tradition because, um, as I explained to my children, Santa's not going to send a naughty elf to go tell him if you've been good when they've been naughty. So uh, hopefully more are doing the, uh, the good elf on the shelf. Yes. Well, you know, and this is what I tell people, is that elves match the personality of their family. 
So our elf simply plays hide and seek. Every now and then, the elf might write a note to my children or, you know, respond to a note or a drawing that they've done. Um, but I've certainly heard of some, some crazy, crazy stories. And um, I think for me, it's just important that people are able to embrace this tradition in a way that's meaningful to their family. Their family is spending time together because that's really what it's about. Definitely. You know, and the one thing that you guys have done is you did make it a family tradition. I mean, so much so, I have four children, and I went out and bought four Elf on the Shelves that we don't even have out now. They are tucked away in a bin for when they're older that they can give it to their children. Wow, that is so exciting and so meaningful. You know, like I said, you hope that with anything that you do, you get the chance to touch lives. And and then this is the exciting part, or the, you know, of what we're doing is that hopefully we are creating uh, traditions that will will last, will last into generations far after we're gone. That's our hope. Well, and one of those uh, culminations, I guess, to last in generations and looking back is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Now, uh, you know, uh, working in advertising and marketing myself, one of those things is if you've made it to the Macy's Day Parade, um, you know, you, you've made it when it comes to marketing and huge and everything else. Um, you know, I guess, what was it like actually now let's create this elf on the shelf larger than life float that, you know, this year actually, uh, you know, was right before Santa. I mean, that's a huge thing that now he is uh, leading the way for Santa in in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, it really is. That was a real dream come true. Um, when we started the company, uh, we had one of those moments. We had one of those meetings where everyone, you know, sky is the limit. Think as big as you possibly can. And one of the things that I said at that meeting with my sister and my mom was, you know, what if we could get a, a giant elf in the Macy's Day Parade? Never <laughs> dreamed in a million years that it would happen. You know, I know Santa knows people, clearly. But, you know, I just really thought that, you know, this will never happen. We are, we are a bunch of nobodies from nowhere, you know. Um, and I have to tell you that the, the people at Macy's really do believe in what they are doing and the tradition that is the parade. And, and I cannot say enough wonderful things about them and the chance that they were willing to take on us as a brand and uh, to let our big elf float down the streets in New York. But, wow, I mean, they're really not words to even explain what that experience is like. I watched the balloon uh, the first year, and then this year I walked with the balloon. And uh, what a special moment. I mean, you've got these kids on the side of the street screaming at you at the tops of their lungs, their own elf name. You know, mine is Peppermint Snowflake. I mean, it's just <laughs> so much fun. And uh, people were chanting, oh, on the shelves. As the, as the balloon uh, went past them, and uh, it was just a magical moment. It really was. Well, I mean, and one of those things that I don't know if you've been able to grasp it or not is, you know, the elf in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was actually the first self-published character to be immortalized as a balloon since Peter Rabbit. I mean, you know, it was since uh, since Miss Potter there writing Peter Rabbit. I mean, that has to be a huge feat. I mean, that's just, you know, sometimes you sit back and you're just like, wow. Oh, for sure, daily. On You know, on a regular basis when I hear these great things, uh, like that, you know, um, you do. You, you sit there for a moment, you take it in, and I'm thankful. Um, we're blessed. Uh, it's just, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, you know it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen for everyone. And there are a lot of people who work hard. Uh, you know, people do say that a lot. You know, like, you work really hard, and, 
Yeah, you know, but there's a lot of people who work hard, and um, sometimes you get opportunities, and it's up to you to take a step of faith and and uh, reach out and take advantage of those. Well, you know, and uh, you know, with that and all those different things, working hard and pushing forward and all those kind of fun things um, with Elf on the Shelf. I mean, it's it's expanded to a variety of different things, from plush toys and T-shirts and pajamas, and uh, you know, I mean, anywhere you turn now during the holiday season, you see Elf on the Shelf. Now, uh, when it comes to that kind of branding and whatnot. Uh, you know, are there any of those products that are out there that are just truly your favorites? You know, when you look at it, you're like, all right, just, you know, footy pajamas is the greatest thing with the elf on it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have a few favorites. Well, probably my um, second favorite after the elf on the shelf is our new book, The Elf on the Shelf, A Birthday Tradition. Um, you know, Mom and I both had said, you know, we were happy being a one-hit wonder, and we weren't going to put anything else out that we didn't just think was right for the brand and right for the elf and um, another great tradition. And so we wrote a story, um, the Elf on the Shelf, a birthday tradition so that your very own elf that you love could come back and visit you on your birthday for 24 hours. And it's a special little story and I'm honestly uh, equally as happy with it. Um, I think the Christmas special, uh, I'm so proud of the work that we were able to do on that. Again, that was we did that ourselves as well. Uh, started our own um, entertainment production company um, with some partners and wrote the scripts and wrote the songs, and it was just so much fun to work on that. Uh, pajamas, pajamas are always in it. You know, every year my kids get their Christmas Eve pajamas, and so uh, because we love our elves, we are excited when our elves are on our GMEs. <laughs> so um, I think those would probably be my very, very top favorites. Well, you know, I, I guess, you know, with your favorites and something I was going to touch base on before is everyone naming all their elves. And uh, with the holiday special, as you brought up, and other things that I've seen, now Chippy and Snowflake was actually the original names of your elves, correct? Actually, they're the names of my children's elves. So uh, Chippy and Snowflake are the names of my own children's elves. And then the kids in the Christmas special are Taylor and Kendall, uh, who are my two, and then uh, Caroline, uh, who is my niece. And so we incorporated the family and our family's elf. But the elf I grew up with was actually Fizzy, was his name. And Fizzy did make it into the book. <laughs> you know, I just love all the different names that everybody comes up with. I mean, you know, it's just... Uh... It's fun. It's unique. I mean, you know, for us, we have one elf for all four kids, and it's Dilly, you know, and it's just, uh, <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm, I'm, I'm always fl- uh, just flabbergasted at the different names that everybody comes up with. I guess, what is the oddest name you've ever heard for somebody's elf? Oh, wow. Um, that is a tough one. Uh, we've heard so many great elf names over the years, and it's probably the first thing people tell me when we meet. You know, the very first thing, and what can be really funny is, you know, it'll be a banker or a lawyer or someone you're not expecting it from at all, and all of a sudden they burst out into, you know, our elf name is, um, I, you know, Cheerio McFrugaltuff was a cute one, uh, lots of double and triple names that I think are really fun, <laughs> um, you know, but then there's also, you know, uh, Elfie and Jingle and Buddy and Chippy and Snowflake and uh, Elfie and... So it's just, uh, that is one of the funnest things about what I do is getting to hear all the elf names. Now, I guess with the elf and coming back and the birthday tradition, which is new, like you said, where their elf is able to come back 24 hours and add a little bit of magic, I guess, what was one of those things that wanted to spark that continuation where they can see their elf just for that one little uh, peek in throughout the year? Well, I think you alluded to it earlier in your talking about your own children and how much your four children love their elf. 
um, it, I think it's that same thing. You know, even from my own children, I got requests. Can our elves come back for our birthday? Uh, but we ended up getting letters, literally thousands of them, from children uh, all over asking if their elf that they love could come back for their birthday. Um, so Mom and I sat down, and what we wanted to do was make sure that the birthday tradition was its own tradition. And it is. Um, the elf gives permit, you know, or Santa Claus gives permission for the elf to come back for your birthday. And then um, he, he comes with this adorable little cupcake outfit. You have to invite him back because Santa would never send, you know, an elf that wasn't invited back. And um, and then the elf actually uh, decorates a chair for your birthday, which is what they do at the North Pole. So it's just a really fun story. And again, it's its own birthday tradition uh, that can be meaningful for children. Um, but it certainly doesn't take away from the holiday experience either. Now, you know, I think something like that, like you said, it's, you know, they love their elves. They want to see their elves. And I think by, you know, having having your elf return for 24 hours only just makes it that special. So then that way it's, you know, your elf's not sitting around for, you know, two, three weeks or whatnot. 24 hours, a little bit of magic, and then poof, gone again. And I think that that helps keep that little bit of magic alive until they can come back for the whole, entire Christmas season later on. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, elves have a lot of work to do at the North Pole. So <laughs> they got to make toys. they got to help Santa. They've got a lot going on. Um, so they can't be away for too long. But they love their families, too. And uh, I know the elves were so excited when Santa gave them permission to come back for birthday. Well, I guess, you know, continuing on, we know you're busy. You a lot of different things going on and tours and all kinds of things. Um, I guess, you know, as we're wrapping up here, I mean, you know, as we were talking before, you know, you also have some great things on the bestseller list uh, for announcements as well, correct? Yes, we're so excited. We are actually number one, Elf on the Shelf is number one on the USA Today bestseller list, as well as the Wall Street Journal nonfiction list, the Wall Street Journal. They're big believers. <laughs> See, if you've touched the hearts of the Wall Street Journal, I guess you've done your job well. I believe so. You know, we have just been tickled every year uh, that we've been on the bestseller list, but to finally hit number one uh, with the same book. Uh, the same book, and, and we finally made it. And uh, I know there aren't a lot of self-published titles that can um, can revel in that claim. So it's a, it's a huge honor, and we know we owe that to all of the people who have adopted Elf, and we appreciate it. Well, I guess, you know, with that said, you know, I know, you know, things are always under wraps, you know, when it comes from the company standpoint. Um, I guess uh, what's next for, you know, you guys, uh, you know, you got the birthday tradition, but are we going to see anything else in the future in terms of, uh, you know, more product or maybe another another Christmas special? You know, uh, everybody loves, uh, you know, follow ups here and there, uh, you know, within reason. So uh, do we have anything else planned for the future? Santa is always working on something amazing and fun. So, um, yeah, actually 2014, I think, is set to be a really a really fantastic year for the elf. And uh, 2015 is our 10-year anniversary as a company. So uh, I would expect to see some pretty cool things for Santa Claus. Very cool. Well, you know, it was our pleasure having you stop in and, you know, chat with us here. As I said, it's touched the lives of so many people. You know, I myself, you know, like I said, with my children, so much so I, I bought four of them just to pack away for the next, you know, 20 years so they can give it to their kids. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, I, I have to say thank you for, you know, providing this for everybody and this little bit of extra magic because, I feel in a society where, you know, kids stop believing by, you know, age four and five now, it's it's good to keep that magic alive, and it certainly has worked with my children. Oh, thank you so much. You know, there's really no greater compliment, really and truly. I think to be able to keep that magic and innocence alive of Christmas, and then just the interaction 
of the family. I think those are the things that hopefully I can one day look back on my life and be proud of what I what is you know was able to contribute there. But um, thank you so much for saying that. It means a lot. Well, thank you once again for stopping in, and you know we're we're going to be looking towards the future. Oh, thank you so much. Have a great Christmas. don't see him anywhere. I can't believe he's really gone. I miss Chippy. I wonder if Christmas will still come. What if it doesn't? It comes every year though, right? Christmas is a time of joy and peace. A time for spending Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. It's Disney On Demand. 
Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Hey there, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again, and I hope you're enjoying our show here this week. It is slightly different, as we have two special guests stopping in here this week, and thank you, Shonda, once again, for stopping in here and sharing your stories about the elf on the shelf and just what you think of those naughty elves and more. Thank you for all the memories and having this tradition for my family as well. It truly is a tradition, and as I said, it is one of those things that, you know, I have now bought four of these so I can pass it on to my children when they're full-grown. So thank you for those memories. And fear not, all of you D-heads, we have more from Elf on the Shelf, as we have Matt Henson stopping in here very shortly as well. Yes, the voice of father from an elf story, the Elf on the Shelf holiday special. So the magic is not ending there. We have a lot of special things here on the horizon here this week with two very special guests. So as I mentioned, news is slightly light here this week because of the holidays, because Christmas is right around the corner. So right now, what I'm going to do is just, you know, ramble on a little bit about some special things here for the holidays. Now, there's a variety of different things with the holidays that everybody loves to do, you know, whether that's listening to your favorite, uh, you know, albums or great Disney movies and more. So as I've been sharing these things with you and as many of the D-team has been sharing with you all month long, so hopefully I can help you plan many of those special traditions that are slightly different. Those uh, little gems that you might be able to add to your collection and one of those is Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Now this is one of those holiday specials that I truly love and miss. I love it. I have it on DVD and it's one of those that I share with my children constantly every single Christmas. Now, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, if you're not familiar, maybe you're a younger D-head out there, it's a great Jim Henson special. That's your typical tale of the gift of the Magi, where they have the mother and the son, and they're trying to get each other a very special gift. Now, it is done in true Henson style with puppeteering and more, and who can forget the uh, awesome River Bottom Nightmare Band? Now, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas is just, it truly is a classic. If you haven't had a chance, read the book that it was based on, and, you know, it really is one that you want to add your collection. Now, there always is great things where people are always asking, you know, they edited out the Kermit scenes and things like that, but, you know, actually the version on DVD is the original airing version of Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. The version that everybody remembers with Kermit and the Segway scenes, might I add, is great, and I do have that as well. Those were actually additional scenes to draw out the special even longer, so it could be aired over a period of time with commercials. So, this is one of those, I'm just going to say, added to your collection. It's a great holiday special. Now, another holiday special out there that maybe you haven't shown it to your children is Small One. Now, Small One tells the tale of a young boy and his donkey who's voiced by none other than Bruce Reitherman. Yes, Mowgli from The Jungle Book. And it tells the tale of a small donkey who has to be sold for one piece of silver. You might have heard Aaron talk about this in I Want to Know a couple of weeks ago, but, you know, it truly is a great one. And it always tells the story about how he's trying to get rid of this donkey And in the end, a gentleman who ends up being Joseph gets the donkey to carry Mary. Now, as I'm continuing on with Christmas specials and those rare holiday specials, some other ones that tend to be forgotten is Santa Claus the Movie. Now, this is a rare gem that, you know, if you're a child of the 80s, you remember it. And Santa Claus the Movie tells the tale of Santa in a modern time, and it stars Dudley Moore. Yes, Dudley Moore, the late comedian who's in the original Arthur and Moore, and he plays an elf named Patch as he's out to save Christmas as a villainous uncle and a shoddy toy maker is out to create Christmas 2 and make Santa obsolete. 
So all of you D-heads, these are, you know, some rare Christmas specials, maybe some you already know, maybe I'm just rambling. But I do think that they are fantastic Christmas specials, ones that you want to add to your collection. And might I add, there's a lot of great Disney ones out there, and we all know about the great Disney Christmas specials and more. But there is a lot of good classic, I mean, just rare, some of them, you know, cheesy, Smoky Mountain Christmas with Dolly Parton, might I add, and some other ones, Prancer, and really good ones, Ernest Saves Christmas, so there's a lot of great ones. So, this weekend, as we get ready, as I said, we have a lot of great things on the horizon. We have Matt Henson, the voice of father from Elf on the Shelf, in Elf Story, the holiday special, and more, so I'm sorry if I'm rambling, I'm excited, Christmas is here. So, with that said, I'm gonna let you go. Uh, I'm going to have a glass of eggnog here in my moose mug. Yes, a moose mug, just like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And uh, you know what? When we come back, you're going to hear me with the one and only voice of father from an elf story. Be right back, all VD heads. Merry Christmas, and sorry if I'm rambling. Here we are, warm and cozy by the fire's glow. Singing songs and stealing kisses under the mistletoe. We've finished the feast! Have the tastiest treats! But the spirit of Christmas just isn't complete without true friends and family and the memories we recall. It's the love we share that fills the Something special underneath the tree. Oh. We hope it fits you perfectly. I'm making a wish on a sparkling light. But that's not what makes this so magical now. It's our true friends and family. And the memories we share our Christmas spirit with you. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody! Lights, camera, action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And with the holidays here, as you've already noticed all show long, we have a variety of different things going on. As that favorite elf that everybody has that's part of their family has been visiting them all show long, all season long, and has been part of many people's lives. And with us here this week is somebody that's involved with one of those uh, holiday specials, one of those things that you pass down from generation to generation with the Elf on the Shelf holiday special that everybody loves. And we have none other than the voice of the father. Yes, every family needs a father, and we have Matt Henson here with us, the voice of the father from Elf on the Shelf. Welcome to Disney On Demand. 
Hey, Jonathan. Glad to be on the show. Oh, it is our pleasure having you on. I mean, Elf on the Shelf is huge. It's one of those things that, you know, I've been doing it now with my children for, you know, quite some time. And, you know, with the special, it's one of those things that now it's becoming pretty much a uh, holiday tradition for many people. So with that said, I guess, you know, you've you've started with a variety of different things, you know, early in your career with local musicals and whatnot. I guess uh, what got you started, uh, you know, going down that route? Yeah, actually, I was a voice major in college. I went to Berry College in Rome, Georgia. And, uh, went to church with Carol and Bob Ambersole, who, uh, Carol and Shanda wrote the book, Elf on the Shelf. And so I've done musicals at the church with them over the years. We've done many, many musicals. Um, and I got a phone call one day at work and she said, could you come down and audition? We're doing a, an Elf on the Shelf holiday special. I had no idea it was going to be animated. I wasn't really sure, you know, what it was about. She sent me an MP3 to listen to on the way down. So I went down and read some lines and, and um, sang the song for her, and they cast me as a father. So it was a you know, real honor and privilege, considering I have five children of my own, to be a part of that, that Christmas magic. Well, you know, and like you said, you know, one of those things where, uh, you know, you went to school with them, and being, you know, a voice major with a variety of different things, you know, you were part of a variety of different musicals, you know, early on, like Oklahoma and whatnot. I guess, uh, was that the kind of thing that you just uh, really loved to do? You know, you wanted to hit the stage and go that route? Oh, absolutely. Give me a spotlight on the stage. I'm, I'm happy. I, you know, playing Curly in Oklahoma, and then later on Andrew Carnes. Just uh, it, was, it was a great experience, and also uh, doing Jesus Christ Superstar, like Judas, and so you know, I just have a real love for the stage. Well, you know, and, and with the stage, you know, one of those things that uh, we always say with the stage is, you know, having that initial fan reaction right from the start. It's the kind of thing where you know you're out there, you see people's reactions. Um, is that? Uh, do you feel the energy? Is that one of the things you really like about that? Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, feeling the buzz of the crowd. It's a live, active, participatory event. It's not, you know, television is very sedentary and passive. So while you're in the studio recording things, you don't, you don't get that feedback right then and there. And so, you, you know, you don't have the pulse of the audience. And so being on stage is, uh, you know, always a thrill. Well, you know, and with that, like you said, being, uh, you know, television is slightly different than, you know, being in the studio. Now, with Elf on the Shelf, um, it's the kind of thing where in our notes, you know, you we've talked, you know, off air beforehand. And uh, you said that uh, they have auditioned many other people for the role, but they kept hearing your voice. I guess, uh, I guess what made that happen, do you think? You know, why was your voice always popping in? Do you just seem to have that uh, fatherly voice or whatnot? I guess. You're having five children of my own. Um, they, I'd done many shows with Carol and played, actually played opposite her in a couple of shows. And so we, uh, I guess we had a bond over the years. And so while she was auditioning folks for the role, she just said she kept hearing me. And so I went down and, and sang and, and there we are. Well, you know, and, uh, you know, being part of Elf on the Shelf, uh, you know, the holiday tradition is, it's huge, you know, beyond just a television show. Now, when they went on to create this book, um, and, and, you know, you read it, and, you know, as you said, you're a father of five and, and whatnot, I guess, what were your initial thoughts when uh, you saw this book just skyrocket in terms of uh, popularity? And now it's in the homes. I mean, it's in there, and it's entrenched, much like Rudolph and Frosty and everything else. Yeah, it is. And, um, hey. To be honest with you, you know, she, they, it's, a, it's a great success, success story for them. They, um, they had written the book and shopped it through publishers and were rejected so many times before they actually decided to self-publish, which was a great thing for them. Um, so it started their business, not just the book itself. And so they've, you know, they've, they've got other books and, um, just, you know, there's now a float in Macy's Parade. Um, I, I just, I was on iTunes yesterday and, 
have popped up as number one in the seasons past uh, Breaking Bad and The Walking Dead. To see the elf above them is just great. Well, you know, and like you said, being part of Macy's, that's a huge feat there. Now, when it comes to the holiday special, you know, looking back, you said you didn't know what you were getting into. Now, uh, that's always the kind of thing where, you know, what kind of holiday special is this going to be? Is it going to be CGI? Is it going to be animation? Um, I guess, was there any any way that you saw that this father should be played or uh, any way that uh, this father should be portrayed in the Elf on the Shelf? Or did they have a, a clear, precise direction for you? No, I think they, they just really left it up to me. Um, I was given a, a decent amount of, of studio uh, preparation and, and guidance uh, from Chad Icoff. And, uh, you know, he had a, a good vision of what the, what the father should sound like. And so we, you know, we changed a little bit here and there. Well, you know, when it comes to, you know, prepping in the studio and doing all those kind of fun things. Now, when it comes, uh, for the song, um, you know, every good holiday, uh, you know, special, I feel needs a song. It's the kind of thing where it really anchors it. Now, uh, we, you know, when you first heard this song and read for it and whatnot, um, you know, what were your initial thoughts of this song? Because I think it really touches base upon a lot of things that uh, really does have that, that magical Christmas feeling to it. It does. It's, it's, you know, it's a lullaby. And um, when it's first sung by the, the twins, uh, it's just a really heart-touching moment. And, um, you know, I, I sang the reprise of it. And the first time I heard it with the twins singing it, it really touched my heart. And I thought, that's just a beautiful song. Um but the song that really stands out the most for me is Extravaganza Glorious. And it's kind of like a supercalifragilistic type song. And that word was actually invented by, by Carol. Um, it, you know, the song, the songs are very catchy. A friend of mine actually wrote the music, Steve McConnell. But Shanda, uh, wrote the naming song. You know, we go back and forth naming the elf with all the different names. She, she wrote that one. So it was, Kind of fun to be a part of that. Well, and when the when the special was completed, um, you know, this is another one of those success things where you know uh, they went ahead and you know made sure to get this uh, special made themselves and you know get it out there. Now, when it was completed, um, you know, you wouldn't know that somebody you know went and sought out to do this themselves. Now, uh, what was your initial reaction when you saw the completed piece? Um, you know, this is now, like I said, it is now a holiday tradition. So, what was your initial thoughts when you finally sat back, watched it, and? And, uh, you know, well, of course, heard your own voice, but also saw all these characters from this book come to life. It was amazing. Um, I didn't see it beforehand, and they premiered it at the Fox Theater in Atlanta. And so I saw it on a large screen with the sold-out Fox Theater, um, hosted by Wayne Brady. It was a very cool moment. But uh, I was floored. I had no idea the animation was going to be that good. And I was even floored again when I saw it the first time in 3D. So it was made for 3D. So I don't know if you've seen it in 3D or not, but it's it's really good 3D. Yeah, definitely. You know, and like you said, in 3D, it is spectacular, especially now that, you know, 3D is so common in homes. And with the 3D Blu-ray release, it really is, you know, phenomenal. And the animation, uh, the thing that I feel really sticks out with the animation is every scene seems complete. You know, a lot of times with uh, CGI, you do notice that the characters are really well done, but the backgrounds kind of lack. The one thing about Elf on the Shelf is, everything seems so complete that you're like, all right, what's happening off screen because it feels so real? It does. I mean, down to the decor of the home, you know, I think it's they did a beautiful job from beginning to end. But the scene that sticks out the most in my mind is when they're at the uh, the North Pole and they, they leave um, the launch pad and they're in the air with the different you know, bicycles with wings and different delivery uh, options. Just 
beautiful. Definitely. Now, you know, the one thing about this too now with, uh, you know, it's airing on CBS now every year. It's become a staple. Now, I have to ask, being a father of five, um, now do you sit down and watch this with your children? And I guess, A, what? Are, how do they accept this? I'm guessing, I'm just going to assume that you should probably have an elf that visits your house every year. Uh, you know, the second thing, I guess, would be... Uh, uh, also, uh, do they know that uh, that's their father doing the voice? Yes, absolutely. The, you know, the, the kids know that their dad is the dad on the show, and we all watch it together. And especially when it comes on TV, we make a point of watching it live airtime uh, just to get the commercials and the magic before and after. It's just, you know, the effect versus watching it on, on the DVD. But uh, we have two elves here at the house, Sam and Candy, and uh, you know, every morning, great you know kids rush you know or some of, some of them actually have slept in their clothes before to be the first one down to uh to find the help i think uh, i think that seems to be the case in many houses you know it's it's always in mind as well everybody has to get down there see who's the first one to find it and uh you know I, the thing that's great though is that they know your father was involved with it and like you said actually watching it in live airtime definitely is something different you know we have the dvd um you know we have the blu-ray uh with the uh, 3d and whatnot but when it is airing we still watch it too because there is something about uh making a night out of watching it and waiting for it to come on tv that adds that that extra special magic you know you either pop popcorn or get that tin with the three different kinds or whatnot and it, it adds something adds something's fun to for the holiday it does no doubt <laughs> so it's, it's always an event and well, we've you know we've had guests over and watched it with them as well and it, they, they always comment on the uh the graphics well, you know, and I guess being part of this, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, since you've known them, uh, one of the things that I'm sure probably happens to you a lot, though, is, uh, you know, people probably have a lot of questions or they ask you a variety of different things. Um, but uh, I guess, how does your family react to this, knowing that now you're part of this classic that, you, you know, like I said, it is going to be shown every year. So I can guarantee that probably 20 years from now, they're going to be showing Elf on the Shelf and you're going to be hearing this voice of a younger version of Matt. <laughs> No doubt. It's just like Rudolph and Frosty, and the, those voices are very characteristic, and you, you, you know, you, you think of, uh, of them over, over the holiday season. You con Cornelius and uh, all the different characters. So uh, it will come back year over year. There's, there's, um, you know, that, that seems to be evident. It's been on every year on CBS since it aired it's three years now. So um, I hope it's a continued Christmas classic. Definitely. Now, I guess, did you expect this thing to be as big as it is? You know, it's to the point now where, I guess, how are you going to keep the, the magic alive for your family? You know, like ourselves, you know, I went ahead and actually bought four different versions of the Elf on the Shelf, and it's sitting in a bin. So when my children are grown, they can actually, you know, do it with their children. I guess, uh, you know, with, with this being that large, did you ever think that everything from the holiday special would even be as big as it is? No, no, quite honestly, even though the book has been a tremendous success, I think it's sold over six million copies, uh, worldwide so far. Um, but I, I didn't think that, I just wasn't, I wasn't sure. <laughs> but now there's, you know, there's picture books. If you go into Barnes and Noble, or I mean, there's, there's ornaments, there's all kinds of stuff, you know, there's, um, a coloring book. You can, you can actually color, uh, the dad. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> so just seeing all the, all the, uh, merchandise that's out there as well. Very, very, very cool. I think we have four or five different elf ornaments. Very nice. Now, I guess, uh, you know, aside from Elf on the Shelf, do you have anything else that's going to be coming down in the in the pipeline that you can either talk about or maybe we'll have to just listen for your voice or see you on screen or on stage? Do you have anything else that's possibly in the works? 
Well, there, there, there's something in the works, but uh, nothing I can talk about right now. Um, but no doubt I'll be uh, working again here soon. Very cool. Well, you know, it was our pleasure having you stop in. You know, like I said, it's part of the holiday magic. It's part of the fun. Um, you know, like I said, Elf on the Shelf has been huge. It is gigantic now, which it's a success story for them, um, you know, yourself, everybody involved with it, because it is truly from the heart. It's not a big company or a corporation. They went ahead, started this on their own, and, you know, you have the chance to be part of that history. So I guess with uh, with that said and wrapping up here, uh, for anybody out there listening in, they may have elves of their own or anything at all, I guess, what would be your final words to them for the holiday season? I hope you have a wonderful holiday season, a Merry Christmas, and that you get to experience the love, joy, and peace that is Christmas. Chippy? You're okay! You're back! Chippy, I'm so sorry. It didn't even feel like Christmas without you. Everybody, come quick, come quick! He's back! Chippy's back! You're back! Look, he's back! The elf on the shelf, Christmas magic in this little elf, bringing the promise and spirit of Christmas time. It's a time of love, joy, and peace. It's a time of faith to believe. More than presents under a tree, topped with a star. Christmas is a time for forgiveness. That is why we all believe in Christmas. That is why. This one's for you, Chippy. I made the glue letters. Merry Christmas, Chippy. Merry Christmas, Chippy. Pressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Write down that. He was the greediest man alive. It's Ebenezer Scrooge. Until the night he met someone extraordinary. Hello. It's the Muppet Christmas Carol on video. Outrid to Mr. Scrooge, even though he is odious, <laughs> stingy, and badly dressed. Humbug. Oh, there goes Mr. Humbug. There goes Mr. Grin. Do you think it's safe for us to be up here? They gave a prize for being me. The winner would be him. Yes, Mr. Cratchit. If you please, Mr. Scrooge. The bookkeeping staff would like to have an extra shovel full of coal for the fire. How would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly unemployed? It's Charles Dickens' classic tale. As only the Muppets can tell it. It's good to be heckling again. It's good to be doing anything again. Filled with holiday warmth. Hey, 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 like the lamb, not the rat, like the lamb, not the rat. And Christmas spirit. <laughs> Jacob Marley. Oh, that's scary stuff. Hey, should we be worried about the kids in the audience? No, it's all right. This is culture. This is the movie to see, to share. <laughs> to cherish with all your family. 
Thank you for making me a part of this. Make this the season to remember when you bring home the Muppet Christmas Carol on video. God bless us, everyone. Whatever. Hello D-Heads and welcome to another segment called Disney Multimedia. My name is Randy Reeker and I'll be giving you the latest news on the Disney company and so much more. Without further delay, let's go ahead and jump in with the latest. There's been a lot of news this week coming out from Disney parks and rumors and apps which hopefully I will not bore you to death but it's a lot for this uh, segment. Well let's jump into Disney rumors over at Disney parks. The, of course, as you already know, that the Disney Fast Pass Plus, My Magic Plus, and as well the Magic Band has been debuting over at the Walt Disney Resort in Florida. Uh, but as well, there has been a lot of bug issues, glitches. But of course, Disney Imagineers and the technical crew it, are working around the clock to make sure these um, issues are ironed out. Disney has been planning to test out a paper-free FastPass system this week and also the week of Christmas. Again, I'm not sure which one has been planned or all of four, but I guess would be directed to be using the My Disney Experience app on their smartphones to keep track of their FastPass tickets or you can also be using the kiosk in the park. Now, Disney Photo Pass Plus program has been quietly retired and has been replaced with a new Disney Photo Pass called Memory Maker program. Memory Maker is ent entirely digital, so and also allows unlimited downloads compared to the one-time downloads from Photo, Pl uh, Photo Pass Plus. Uh, I think this is a great a way that Disney has expanded the experience because it's kind of, you know, what if, you know, I'm just saying, what if your hard drive crashes or you get the CD and it cracks or there's a scratch on it or what happened to your photos that you took personally and something happens like you lost your phone or camera in the water or get splashed by water. I mean, there's things that may happen to that could ruin the magic for everyone, but or even including yourself, that you're paying money in order to get these photos taken care of, and also by the Disney photographers. Of course, this is a really neat way that you can uh, allow unlimited downloads of your photos compared to just one-time download. Now we're going to switch over to gears, moving gears over to the Disney parks refurbishments over at Disneyland Park, of course, in California. Disneyland has been confirmed by on Twitter that the Finding Nemo submarine voyage will be closed for will be closing on January 6 and will be reopening in late 2014. They are going to be enhancing the ride itself, so the lagoon itself will be drained in order to give the workers complete access to the attraction. Uh, they're saying that when it opens, the underwater scenes will be more colorful and vibrant. Of course, there's so much going on in the app universe over at Mobile Magic by Verizon. We'll be discontinuing 
on December 23rd. Guests are advised to use the My Disney Experience app that will become one of the only apps that for Disney World guests to use. Now, this app, uh, Mobile Magic, is available on four Apple devices, Android, and Kindle devices. Again, Disney Mobile Magic has been already removed from the app stores, but it will continue to work until December 23rd of 2013. As our generation seems, the newer generation seems to be grasping on the newer technology, I already can tell by my nephew, he's already grasping my iPhone and um, gaming platforms, and he's learning quite quickly. It's been, I think, it's now one year and two months, he is already very curious with technology. Well, it seems like most of us, you know, um, parents who are listening, and as well, or soon to be parents, are kind of, sh should be thinking, wow, my kids are my kids are being aware of, you know, media tablets and smartphones. Well, there's a new um, company, not a new company, but there's a mobile company that will be making a first of its kind, first smartphone for kids. Yeah, you heard me. First smartphone for kids. Now, let me get into the details. Zact Mobile, which is the company, will be the first in, in industry first smartphone mobile service and it will be bringing kid-friendly smartphone service with preloaded Disney apps and content for, uh, to families across the United States. It will be the first smartphone of its kind for kids featuring top mobile entertainment from Disney and along with Zach's unprecedented customization, flexibility, and control. Now this customization also with the tweaks and settings you'll get more through the service. Now, with the Zach Mobile service will come with, again, with pre-loaded apps from Disney. It will also include um, hit titles like Toy Story Smash It and Disney Infinity Action. The service will also feature access to the best in the family-friendly content such as Disney Video, Disney Music, and Disney Aja, which is the Disney Spanish language destination. Um, again, here's a quote from the CEO of the company, he says, he quote, Parents has been looking for a way to control and customize a mobile phone service for their kids, and the Zact phone featuring Disney content is a smart option for families who want to have savings on their monthly bill, along with the best and family-friendly entertainment. In addition, there is no need to buy an expensive plan since parents can choose any amount of voice, text, and data starting as low as $3.49 per month. Greg Raleigh is the founder and CEO of It's On, a parent company of Zact. Now, Zact Mobile features Disney content. You can also get more details over at magic.zact.com. It's also the website, and you can also uh, feature other um, offerings that's been promoted various Disney properties through this phone company. So, again, check it out. Magic.zact.com is the website for more details. And finally, but not least, of course, Disney animation movie, Mona. Now, the main character, Mona, uh, if I'm not, if I'm pronouncing this correctly, uh, Wale Alaiki? is a sea 
voyaging enthusiast and also the only daughter of a chief in a long time or a long line of navigators. When her family needs her help, she is set off on an epic journey. The film will also include uh, demigods and spirits that are taking are taken from the real mythology. Now, the film feature itself is a CG animation, which is almost the same、um, animation by the famous short film called Paper Man, of course, that's、uh, been directed by John Musker and Ron Clement. They're also best known for the Disney, Disney movie Aladdin and Princess and the Frog. The film will also be a mythical adventure set around the 2000 years ago and across a series of islands in the South Pacific. Also, Mark Mancina、uh, also will be doing the music, and he's also the US composer of Disney The Lion King, Tarzan, and Brother Bear. Well, this is Randy Rickard signing off with the latest Disney multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney multimedia around you. Until then, bye!
Alright all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again and I hope you enjoyed this extended edition here of the show this week. It was slightly different, a little bit of a different format, two special guests stopping in, and I had a blast. Yes, it truly may not have been Disney, but it's Disney and feel, it's family entertainment, and everybody, I suggest making sure that Elf visits your family. So thank you once again for Shonda Bell for stopping in and sharing with us how you came about with this great tradition and something that you've touched all of our lives with and something that we're sharing with our children as well. And thank you, Matt, for bringing that voice of father to life from the Elf story with Elf on a Shelf, another tradition that we watch every single year as a family. Thank both of you for stopping in, and you know, I can only see Elf on the Shelf continuing on for generations, being right up there with Rudolph and Frosty. Thank you once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D team of Lexi, Aaron, and Randy for stopping in here this week. Thank you for stopping in with your signature segments and adding that magic, that merriment, to all the D heads out there and bringing the magic to life. Without you, there would be no show. And most of all, thank all of you D heads. Thank you for tuning in every single week. We make this show for you. It is because of you and your lifetime of Disney that we want to bring all the magic, the fun, the memories in a show that's slightly different with our new kind of Disney show to bring that smile to your life. Whether that's at home, in your cubicle at work, or just listening with the family, thank you for making the show happen. So all of you D-heads, with that said, before I clue you in as to who's going to be our final guest for our very merry Christmas celebration shows, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows all 59 shows in the archives, the latest news feeds, the latest blogs, connect up with the D-Team, and more right there on our homepage at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook, on Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, AOL and some Messenger, Skype, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. And remember, you can always subscribe to the show in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. And remember, you can always get the power of the show right there in the palm of your hand with our iPhone app absolutely free. So stay connected. You can find all of these connections and more on our official website at DizRadio.com. So all of you D-heads, as we're wrapping up, Christmas is right around the corner. The holiday is coming up upon us, and I am still excited. We are just, you know, one week away from closing out our very merry Christmas celebration here all month long, and I hope you've been enjoying it. So next week, how about something that's a little more of a family-friendly tradition? Something that everybody has been enjoying, and how about those buddies? Yes, those dogs that everybody loves. And how about those Santa buddy movies, those Santa paws movies, and we have none other than Danny Woodburn stopping in here to close out the season with us. Yes, Danny Woodburn who's been on Seinfeld, the Santa Paws movies, the Santa Buddy movies, Jingle All the Way, Mirror Mirror, and more, is going to be stopping in. So all of you D-heads, with all the magic, all the fun, the holidays are upon us, make those memories, bake those cookies, watch those holiday specials, maybe an elf will come visit your family. So until next week, all of you D-heads, I'll catch you online, and as I always say, in this busy, crazy society, never neglect family for business. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, D-heads. Everybody knows there's not a better time of year. Hear that sleigh, Santa's on his way. 
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.